a wonderful time right now. And before we begin, I want to preface this. I want to preface today's show with um, a video that I want you all to hear. I'm going to play it, and so you'll you'll hear it. It's um, Dr. Boyce Watkins, and he's speaking on George Floyd's funeral, and it's relevant to our guests today, and I want you to hear it. to be careful because you're going to be bombarded with a whole lot of worthless symbolism. I'm just warning you, uh, it's going to spread like coronavirus. White folks will be in there crying, telling you Black Lives Matter, telling you that black people are important, wearing kente cloths, showing up with with artificial afros, uh, dashikis, black fists in the air, doing everything that they can to make you forget about the fact that they owe you $14 trillion in reparations and that if George Floyd had not been murdered by a cop on national TV in front of everybody, they wouldn't give a damn about George Floyd. They care nothing about the million George Floyds that are out here. I have George Floyds in my family. You have George Floyds in your family. They ain't none of these people ever shown any concern about any of the George Floyds in my family or your family or the other million George Floyds that are in the prison system after Joe Biden and Bill Clinton sent them to prison with those three strikes laws back in the 1990s with those crime bills. Ain't nobody talked about letting those people out. But everybody wants to show up and put flowers on the grave of George Floyd as if George Floyd's symbolism is going to somehow make a difference for the other million people who have been George Floyded in our criminal justice system. So I just want to tell you like this. I'm not going to the funeral. I'm not going to the memorial. I'm not watching the funeral on TV. I did not watch the memorial on TV. It's not because I don't care about George Floyd. It's because I care about the million George Floyds that are in this system that are being ignored because somehow you think that giving all this energy and all this symbolism to one person and one grave and one situation is somehow the same as actually solving a damn problem. So no, I'm not participating in any of that. And I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm just telling you that black folks, you're getting played. You get played every time because they know your self-esteem is low and they know that if they show up and act like they actually care about you and that they like you, you'll show up, you'll give them votes, and then they'll ignore you. Then you'll be mad and then you'll be wondering why there's a thousand more George Floyds who have probably died this week that Mm. they didn't die on camera and you'll never know anything about it because nobody cares. That's my two cents. I'm out of here. I'll see you soon. Peace. So I want to start with that. Um, Think about that. I'm going to have each of the gentlemen on the panel today introduce themselves, but let that resonate. After you introduce yourselves, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk. We're going to dive into that because I know that resonated with you. I know it did. So starting to my right, we have Mike Snell. Mike, tell us who you're with and give us a little bit of information about yourself? Uh, I'm Mike Snell. Um, I'm uh, officially now a new member of Big Block Realty North here in Sacramento. Uh, And uh, I'm a veteran. Uh, My my niche is working with veterans and helping veterans and uh, just connecting with our community now, especially in this time. It's it's very important uh, that that we stay together and just work together on on in a network situation. So yeah. 
Uh, hi, myself. I'm Abdul Latona, and I'm the owner and broker of uh, LIG Realty. We're a Sacramento-based uh, real estate brokerage here. Uh, we specialize in helping buyers and sellers find homes. Uh, our also niches in real estate redevelopment uh, as well as property management as well. I've seen some of your flip projects. That that brother, <laughs> they're on fire over there. Thank you, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. And last but not least, I'm Harv Yolchrist. Big Harv. I'm a real estate agent. I'm with uh, a company you may have heard of, uh, Matthews and Company Realty Group. <laughs> that's us. That's us. All right. And um, I'm going into my third year uh, as a realtor, and uh, it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Uh, while I was finishing up my career in corporate America, I decided I wanted to go into real estate to help people, and here I am. Good. Thank you, gentlemen. I'm honored that you are on today's show at this time, and we're going to take a, a break little bit of an early break we might be on time because i usually go over so this might be just right on time <laughs> and when we come back we're going to dive into what we just heard from dr boyce watkins you are listening to 97.5 fm kdee i am agent key and we'll be right back into your relationship after damage has been done. Empowering, empowering, educating, and encouraging sisters everywhere. This is Today's Black Woman with Jennifer Kent. It's hard to admit when you've wounded your man, and then trying to re-engage, that's even more difficult. I know it, but if the relationship is worth keeping, 
It's worth trying. It's worth going for, ladies. Once we've cut him down time and time again and not listened to him and ordered him around and wounded him with our sarcasm, we've got to somehow remember that reengaging is going to take time and we've got to reassure him that we are making things better. Hear me. He's not going to believe you for a while. So reengaging is simply demonstrating day after day with your behavior over a long period of time that you are changing. It's going to require learning new ways of communicating and relating. This is Today's Black Woman. I'm Jennifer Kitt. Selling sack, selling, selling sack. Selling sack, selling, selling sack. Selling sack, selling, selling sack. Buying the block back. Hey everyone, we are back and we are talking today to our board, our panel of black realtor professionals here in uh, the Sacramento area. And I've entitled this show, Wel- uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Mm-hmm. Turn your volume down, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a little in-house um, cleaning that we had to do. But um, I've entitled this show, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? And I did that because if you know the movie, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? It's about an interracial couple who gets the the daughter invites the boyfriend to dinner. Sydney Poitier. Sydney Poitier. The family is white. Sydney Poitier, of course, is black. Mm-hmm. He's going to the house and meeting the dad and and everything else that happens during that time. I think the film was the seventies. Uh, maybe early seventies, if it was, probably late maybe 60s. late sixties. Yeah. Okay, yeah, late sixties. So. Um, I thought that was relevant because in real estate, it's a it's a surprise often when you walk in the room as a black realtor, you are the only person sometimes in the room depending Absolutely. on what area you're walking into. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Before we went on break, we heard um, Dr. Boyce Watkins take on the George Floyd situation. And I want to give each of you an opportunity to give your feedback about what you heard, starting with Mike. Yeah, I mean, my take on it is is, is the, the bottom line, we have got to come together as a community and organization it, it and organize. Like, it's it's no longer, you know, the protests, it, it, brought, it brought the attention that's necessary. We have, I mean, it's a worldwide movement. My brother in Australia, you know, wow. he, he was he was out there protesting. And, and just hearing the chants of them talking about, you know, always will always be out, Aboriginal land and just seeing that support wow. out there for Black Lives Matter, you yeah, know. Right. And, and I just feel it's important now, like, we, we take that extra step. Um, there, there's a brother, uh, I don't know if anyone's seen that video by brother, uh, Bi- uh, Byron F. Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just talking about, you know, the plans going forward is, you know, we, we have to, it's not a boycott. It needs to be just how we uplift our community by right. supporting all black it needs businesses. needs to be a regular thing. Because anybody else, when you look at the other communities, you know, you know, the, the Asian, Oriental, mm-hmm. whoever, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they, they support their community. They support their community. They have economic, you know, mm-hmm. consequences. You know, if if you violate their, you know, if you violate their community, right. you know, there's economic uh, consequences. We don't have that as, right. you know, in, in the black community. I have community, a feeling so we're about to. We're about to. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The um, what the what is it? The revolution? How they said the revolution will not be we televised. Will not be televised. I, the revolution will it be will all now. over social media. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for that, Abdul. Gosh, um, I feel a certain. Uh, certain way about the video i think that uh dr ball he makes some good points i think that uh the important part here is uh unity and i think mm-hmm. that um 
it's important that uh, whether it's a black, white, Latino, we all have to come together one in unity to see the change that we need. Right. But I think as the black community, we still know we have a bigger agenda that we have to fulfill. Right. And that's, you know, pressing to our legislators and our governors and the folks in charge that we have to see change. It just can be, hey, you guys put on a dashiki on a Sunday, you take good pictures and mm-hmm. it's all good, you were all on board. Right. No, we have to keep demanding that change and if it's, you know, keep the protest going, keep the momentum going, yeah. keep the fire going. Mm-hmm. And I believe those are the things we need to keep going. But yet at the same time, we know we've got a lot of homework we need to be doing as well mm-hmm. within our communities to see the change we need. So. Mm-hmm. I agree, I agree, thank you. Are. Yeah, um, I I had some some issue with some of the things that he said. I, I understand his point. I'm I'm on board with a lot of it, but I did take some issue with with the way he he put it out there. But I, I will say that um, George Floyd's death is not more important than anyone else's death who has been wrongly killed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. it is serving as a catalyst, absolutely for. Uh, an incredible movement where white people are involved now mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you know and that's what it takes i the mean as, on. as much as we want it yeah yeah hell we've always wanted it yeah <laughs> you know right. yeah it's they didn't want it yeah. you know mm-hmm. and enough of them that that did care couldn't speak out well now right. that's changed and yeah. george Pressure. floyd's death has caused that so right. yep. that that I'm, I'm i'm inspired by and i have been affected by yeah greatly over the last few weeks and uh it it uh this is really <laughs> kind of my coming out party <laughs> since since all this went down i've been kind of uh radio silent mm-hmm. i've just been uh in my feelings and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, dealing with 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 everything and reactions you and about to grow news. an afro you're gonna get some locks okay yeah. it's gonna be for real for real when we see that afro cover i'm, I'm working on my kill gore you know, you know little, 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 little okay and working on my twist it's coming it's coming i i appreciate that that uh sentiment about th- that perspective about what he said because you're right he he's right that george floyd's death is just as important as all of the other deaths that have not been acknowledged mm-hmm. to this degree. Yeah. But at the same time, it is the catalyst. It is. It's very much like Rosa Parks. She was not the only black person to ever decide that she wasn't going to move. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't the first. She, she wasn't was the, the first. one that, that they chose as the, the face right. mm-hmm. uh, of the movement. But, you know, that's okay. I mean, sometimes you got to do it. It worked. And, <laughs> and that's the point that I think you're trying to make is mm-hmm. that from that person, from that moment, we are now making a bigger stride. We're, we're making some real change or mm-hmm. real changes is now able to occur. And if I may, there's one other thing, uh, and, and that's with, with our society now and as far as we have come, I know there's a long way to go, but as far as we have come, hey, there's a lot of white people out there with George Floyd's in their family now, Mm -hmm. you know, because. Right. We're now. We're we're, we're multicultural. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That that wasn't the case 40 years ago. Absolutely. You know. Not as common. Right. 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 Um, I think I heard a statistic. I can't remember what the number was, but the majority is now becoming the minority mm-hmm. and um uh, with with the interracial marriages dating mm-hmm. adoptions yeah the the atmosphere has changed yeah and so now you, you 
it, it allows whites or non-blacks to be much more empathetic. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then in addition, their children are more exposed to our culture. Mm-hmm. They want, you know, they want to be like us in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. We're the if, mo- I mean, we're the, we move the needle on what's popular. Our yeah. culture is the highest selling right now. I mean, and it's been that way. Our culture has. Is if the they could bottle selling. it up and take oh, it from us, goodness. they would have. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But because it's within us, and I don't mean that to down them. You know, they 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 admire something. You see something yeah. in someone that you admire, and you want it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And their their children and their children's children are being raised in a generation where it's okay mm-hmm. to have that have what that person has or be like that person if that person does not look like you. Mm-hmm. So they don't understand when they see a white man stepping on the neck of a mm-hmm. black man. That is outrageous to them, whereas 40 years ago... It was commonplace. Commonplace and wouldn't have batted an eye. Right. Someone said, had that been a dog... Oh, man. under the knee of that police officer. How many people watching that would have stopped that right on the spot? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Wow. What right. would have happened? Right. But that's how, that's the value of the lives of black people mm. and within the police culture, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No question. Yeah. At the, the question that I'd like to each of you to answer I'd, I'd like you to share an experience that you've had within I, I see Harv's <laughs> eyes <laughs> closing like the memory just came flooding no, to him let's left. start with you let's start with you wow okay so uh, my close friends know this story well <clears throat> so bear with me those of you are, are listening and watching but it was um Late 80s, um, this was not the first run-in that I've had. I've never been arrested. Let's put that so on the record. Put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Oh, full disclosure. Yeah. So it's not like I, I was uh, out there giving opportunities uh, for cops to, uh, to harass me, but mm-hmm. uh, this was about the third or fourth time, and it was the most significant because um, I, was, I was walking. It was in Oakland, mm-hmm. uh, back when Oakland used to be a black... Yep. We'll talk about gentrification on yes, another show. That's another show. That's <laughs> right. another show. Right. But uh, uh, I was walking with my, my ex-wife at the time, and, and we had just had lunch uh, on, on a weekday. We were walking across the street in Jack London Square, and uh, the, we were in the crosswalk, and there was a cop car sitting there at the light waiting on us to cross. And I don't know if I said it out loud or if I, if I just thought it, but I did have – it would really be messed up if he pulled me over for walking in a crosswalk right now. Right. And no sooner did that thought enter my head, wow. he lit me up walking in the crosswalk <laughs> in broad daylight. Uh, he told me to step up on the curb. He pulled over and he um, asked me where I was coming from or where I was going to. And, uh, you know, I, 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 this is the 80s. I was in the public enemy and, and you know, I was about <laughs> mine, you know. <laughs> So I knew my rights, and I knew that I wasn't going to be um, willfully. Uh, I wasn't going to go along Offering with with being, mm-hmm. you know, um, harassed. Yeah, mm-hmm. or harassed. So uh, I had a chip on my shoulder, big mm-hmm. time. And uh, <laughs> just so happens that my ex-wife was a literally a fed. 
So she's criminal justice major, and uh, she was a, a corrections officer at a federal institution, and uh, she knows all the rights and everything. Mm-hmm. But I needed her to shut up this time <laughs> because I was calculating in my mind how I was about to get either beat up mm. or shot mm. or worse, possibly I could be dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I had also made up in my mind that I was not, part my French, I was not going to take no ass whooping today. Mm-hmm. So I was ready, I was preparing in my mind to fight this dude. Wow. And and I knew that it was unfair because he had a gun. So I'm literally calculating on how I'm going to get the upper hand on this dude with a gun. He didn't have it drawn, he didn't even have his hand on it, but he was very aggressive. He asked me for my ID. I told him I didn't have to give him my ID. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. Those of you out there, you don't have to just break off your ID because they ask you to. This is not South Africa. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it ended up kind of escalating and several passers-by joined in and they were pretty like it was all black folks so they was like all on my side side. you know Mm -hmm. one thing i remember my ex-wife saying to him well the whole bottom line was a black man robbed a restaurant and he had on a black leather jacket like me Mm -hmm. turns out i had on a baseball jacket short um this guy had on a trench coat Mm. he was five nine one sixty I haven't been 59160 since I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grown man. I'm and, and bless her heart, she said this. I was mad at her at the time, but she said to the cop, "If he wasn't with me, you wouldn't have even known he was black." Oh, <laughs> yeah. So and and that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get asked all the time what my nationality <laughs> is, you know. <laughs> um, and and. He, it just escal- another cop ended up coming, and, wow. and he was the one that provided the information on the actual size wow. and, and uh, of the of the guy so that they were looking for. So he just used it as an excuse, really, as an excuse to harass to, me, right? And I was I really had a thought in my head that day that I was going to die. So mm-hmm. so let me ask you this, because someone listening right now, whether black or white or whatever, might say, "Why did all of those thoughts run through your head?" And I'm playing devil's advocate, (laughs) right? right? right, right. Because this is where we get a lot of people, in particular white people, say, well, he should have just complied. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hear that all the time. Why did those thoughts, those particular thoughts, run through your head? What was it that he was doing or saying that made you have those thoughts? And can do you have a, not not that you have to have another situation, but... Have you ever been pulled over by a nice cop where you could tell the difference? Absolutely. Okay. I have can, had can that. Can you just, can you briefly? Yeah, yeah. Um, what was that? I, You know, I, I've gotten tickets before for speeding and, you know, or doing some kind of maneuver or something mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, and Because I want our listeners, and if there are white listeners out there listening, I want them to understand what it is yeah, that's it's, different. Mm-hmm. It's, we were all raised to respect authority and respect cops, Period. you know, right. we weren't taught to hate them, mm-hmm. you know, that we, we thought of them as little kids. We wanted to be cops, a lot of us, mm-hmm. you know, right. environment, cops, doctor, you know, that was kind of a, a thing for us. But uh, when you are called boy, mm. 
when they put their hand on their gun or pull their gun out mm-hmm. on you, mm-hmm. when they pull you over for no reason at all, mm-hmm. you know going into that that, that this is a, a situation that could escalate. Right. And there is nothing positive that can happen for you besides sit there and say, yes, sir, no, sir, now even when your rights are being say, violated. somebody might say, but you were jaywalking. I was not. And if I was, <laughs> there, there is, you know, the, the punishment has to fit the crime or, or the, at least the inquisition has been, you see me jaywalking, toot your horn and say, hey, get your buttons in the crosswalk, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Hit you with a burp, burp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't so, right. don't, don't oh, get right. out and oh, ask yeah. me for my ID and where I'm going and where I'm coming like, from. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, jaywalking doesn't call for an inquisition. No, it does no. not. Yeah. But I was not jaywalking. Right. Okay. Let that be clear. Let that be clear. My bad experience with with, uh, law enforcement, it was, I haven't had any bad experiences uh, here in California. Um, You know, while I was still active duty uh, Air Force and and, uh, in Arizona, you know, much more conservative state, um, you know, the the, the police were definitely, you know, more, more aggressive with my the encounters I had there I mean and of course I mean for stuff just for speed and stuff you know um or just the you know I had some modifications on my motorcycle and and I had these lights and and the cop you know he he I seen him when he looked at me as I passed him we were one way one way one way road and I seen when I passed him seen him you know turn around so when I see that I pull over you know mm-hmm. right you know because I'm, I'm not gonna make a, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not gonna play that game you know what I mean because here I'm active duty like you know right. I'm, I'm gonna show my ID yeah you know yeah hey I'm, I'm military man here yeah right. get off me I ain't no bad you're guy. thinking authority yeah, yeah. is gonna respect yeah. authority you know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no no mm. um I what know, happened I, I experienced the I don't give a damn about that. Get that out of my face. You what? know, you know, get that out of my face. And who who do you work for? You know, who? Oh, your Air Force. You know, and just the aggressive with the hand on the gun. You know, mm. over the, the halo lights I had on my motorcycle were were, were red. That's why he pulled and you it, over. That's illegal. You know, at the time I, I kind of knew, but you know, whatever. It's just it, I'm not hurting nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Um, and 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 then um, even being pulled over for speeding in my car. Um, like I said, I was a youngster. Uh, you know, taking trips overseas, coming back, buying cars and stuff. So I had a Jaguar, you mm-hmm. know, really nice one. Um, and Wait a minute, how old were you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> said Jaguar. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, it's, you know, you're young. You just, you know, you caught up in that stuff, man. And so, um, you know, my, uh, you know, the officer, you know, he pulls me over. He's like, I know she's speeding and you're kind of weaving through traffic. And, you know, what's going, is this your car? You know, and... Again, tried to show my ID. Yeah, it's my car, man. You know, here I'm military. You know, it was nighttime, so you know but my antenna why is up the, even higher. Why is, is this, this your, your car? car? And then, how many and other then, people do you pull over and, and say, top, "Is this your car?" And then again, no regard for I'm, I'm active duty service. You know, it's just oh, well, I don't care. You know, we we deal with tons of you know drug traffickers that are active duty, so on and so forth. And it's, wow. You know, no regard, man. And, and it's like you can't win. You know, mm-hmm. you try to be the good guy, and you still you still can't win. And so, right. I mean, but in California, you know. Again, I've been cutting up on motorcycle, you know, when I was, you know, heading to, heading to work and, you know, I've had luckily, you know, you know, good um, experiences experience with, with mm-hmm. the law enforcement, with CHP. You know, they were cool off the simple fact they did respect, surprisingly, that, you know, I was military and was like, all right, man, I don't have to get your first sergeant involved, you know, and mm-hmm, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. But Arizona was like the worst, the you know, the, more, the most aggressive, most disrespectful um, uh, was a Department of Public Safety. That's their higher patrol. Those were the most like, man. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's it's the level of inquisition, mm-hmm. and it doesn't fit the supposed 
issue for pulling you over. Right. Yeah. Right. And then doing the extra investigation. Are you, you know, you involved in drug traffic? Yeah, like I'm going to just tell the you. The extra you know question. <laughs> you <got it>. yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me pop my tire. Right. Pull it all out. <laughs> Check yeah. it back. Right. What about you, Abdul? Gosh, uh, I've had many interactions with the police. I think um, the most recent one that I can remember was when I was driving here around town. It was my wife and I in the car. And um, I think we were going to maybe Six Flags that day. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, going to speed limit, uh, haven't broken any rules or no illegal U-turns, and driving at 30 miles per hour zone, I all of a sudden get pulled over by two police officers in a car. I check behind me, and I see the sirens going, and I'm like, <laughs> what's going on here? My wife is sitting in the passenger seat. She's praying and scared, like, <laughs> what, what have we done? <laughs> so I said, okay, I better pull over, you know. So obviously I'm in, in the busy street, so I have to you know, wait till I can pull over safely. So, you know, the longer I'm taking, mm-hmm. they're ringing the alarm siren even louder, louder and wow. louder. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get somewhere safe. So right. I finally pull over and, you know, it's two police officers and they walk up to the car. Hey, what's going on? Can we see your license? They didn't tell me the reason why I'm pulled over. They just asked for the license. They took it, walked back to their car. Mm-hmm. And then when they finally came back, mm-hmm. they I think they ran a couple, maybe ran some plates, you know, mm-hmm. ran my background. And then they finally came back and said, where are you going? I explained where I was going. They said, well, we pulled you over because you were missing a front license plate. But two you police have, officers. Yeah, <laughs> two police officers pulled me over. They said, oh, well, you're missing a front license plate. But I'm like, well, I got one on the back. You see that, you know, <laughs> in the front says the car dealership that I right. got the car from still. So so either way, they gave me the car to say, okay, you can go ahead and go. And I hope me, we I knew have white audience <laughs> listeners right now. I, I really do. And not just white audience listeners, but... Um, police sympathizers are there some great police officers out there yeah Yeah. Yeah. but (laughs) the bad cops can't be getting away with this unless the good cops are closing their eyes well and and then the the other thing people don't take into account um from i mean look at most recently all we see on the internet right now is is just trauma porn that's what i Mm -hmm. call trauma pornography And, and this stuff you know, this is stuff we go before we go to bed. This is what's on our mind. You right. Know, this, mm-hmm. this could be me, and and our antennas, our antennas are automatically up mm-hmm. when you know, you know, encountering you know run-ins with the police and mm-hmm. stuff. Just yeah. because we, you know, we have these flashbacks, and you know, in a sense, I, I kind of feel like it's it's intentional. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. so they know, stay in your lane, stay in your place. You know, uh, uh, comply. You yeah. know, yeah. Don't, don't you know? For, you don't have rights. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so. Um, and, and that's, that's directly tied to the plantation mentality. And, it, and it's it frustrating. Just kind you of, feel naked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You feel naked. You don't. You don't feel like you hold any power. You mm-hmm. know. But, yeah, and I, and I totally agree with that. I think that as a black male, I think the, you know, there's actually a genuine fear. You know, when you get pulled over by the police. You don't expect things to just go smoothly. You you know you're sitting there, you're mm-hmm. sweating. Mm-hmm. You know you're trying to keep your hands straight. You're you know, can reaching up. Can I reach over to the glove box and grab right. my registration? Okay, right. you know. So there's a lot going through your mind, and you know, and there in that sense, when they pull you over, they don't realize how nervous you are. Oh yeah, you know, they so do. So every yeah. move you make, you know, they're flinching, they're right. moving, and you know they they're know getting that. more tense. They know but they that don't they make you guys that I'm super nervous. nervous. <laughs> You're pulling me over. Yeah, we've been telling I, them that forever. I, I think <laughs> that they, I think they definitely know that they yeah. make you that nervous, and I think that's why they do it because there's an intimidation okay. uh, of the black male um, where where they're concerned, and and I hate to label it like that because it makes it a black against white discussion but we've not dealt with that yeah and because we've not dealt with that this is what we get this is a plantation mentality that has 
trickled into, and I shouldn't say trickled, it was intentionally yeah, it was brought intentional. into okay. our policing system. Hmm. And um, Jay King said on Saturday during the march that Saturday was the first time he had ever felt safe as a black man yeah, I saw that. in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Saturday with the entire world taking a moment to say Black Lives Matter? And I'm not talking about the organization. Right. No, I mean, listen, I mean, it, it's necessary. I mean, it, and it feels uplifting that finally, because there's no, there's no sports, there's no, there's no concerts, bars aren't open. God had no, to shut the world so down. Shut the yeah. world down. There's no distraction. Now you got to look at it and face it and deal with it. So now people are waking up mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, we're seeing more empathy, but it, it's, it, it, I mean, it does, I, like I said, this is just the start though, man. I mean, we we as a community still have to empower each other with, I mean, the way we consume and everything because um, if, if you paid attention to uh, one of Killer Mike's segments, he even talked about just uh, the, the different racial demographics, how long a dollar can circulate within their community before it goes outside of that. That opened my eyes big time. Can I just say that um, I just heard Killer Mike this morning at 5 a.m. for the first time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I need to meet this man. I just I've been up heard on Killer him. Mike for yeah. a few years. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. he's been around for a while. Yeah. I said, I need to get on board. I'm a Killer <laughs> Mike fan now. I, I've heard his name, and honestly, I thought he was like a rapper that just, you know, was one of those rapper types i don't know he could is he really is he a rapper yeah he's a rapper he just his mother his mother's in law enforcement or Mm -hmm. or some 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 of that you know along those lines and so he has family that's in law enforcement but he is a community activist he he sure is and he is highly knowledgeable right yeah absolutely Absolutely. super smart guy yeah and very raw and he and he can spit he can spit he got flow (laughs) so i appreciate that um in talking about the, the experiences that you've had, let's talk a little bit about it in real estate. How do you feel doing real estate? How, how do you, let me tell you, tell you guys this. So for me, when I first started 16 years ago, mm-hmm. I had an issue with how I was going to wear my hair. Right. <laughs> if you've seen um, me, my first real estate picture to today, it's been it's gone through some phases some stages and my hairstyle represents my thought process of loving myself Mm -hmm. i like that and i started off with what i'll I'll call the oprah look you know when oprah (laughs) used to wear her hair kind of like a mary tyler moore with you know the curly thing on the bottom and i i did that because i thought that i had to make people comfortable in order to want to be able to buy and sell real estate through me. Mm. And I'll just fast forward the story and just say one day, I literally was standing in my vanity area in the bathroom and I heard the words, you were created in my image. Mm. You look just like me. Mm -hmm. Everything about you, from your nappy hair to the thickness of your nose. to the color of your skin, embrace it, I, I created you. And that day, I went natural, literally. It was like cold turkey. No. Stopped with the perm, and it evolved from there. I ended up putting sister locks in my hair, <laughs> shaved the sides, <laughs> and then went completely, cut it all off. But 
what also occurred was when you are doing what you're created to do, your gift, and the Bible says this, makes room for you. You don't have to worry about Mm-hmm. what people think, what someone's going to say, where the business is going to come from, how you're going to profit. Mm-hmm. That's when you find freedom right there. That's, That's where you find freedom. Mm-hmm. And in, in finding that freedom, when you are being your most authentic self mm-hmm. to yourself, mm-hmm. you attract other people because you're so flipping confident. They're just like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got green hair, but it's so cool, you know, <laughs> if that's your thing, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about each of your story as it pertains to real estate. Have you had any conflict, co- internal conflict? <laughs> I mean, that's not even a question. I mean, it, absolutely. I mean, like you like you opened this, this segment with, it, it's just, you know, when we walk into a room and we're not, you know, the predominant, you know, face or skin color in the room it's it's automatically awkward and then you know even even another reference that you know they um what is it black af on on netflix oh my god how they talk about the the white gaze yes the white gaze g-a-z-e just yes, the the, yes. <laughs> so i gotta say that's the only part in that show i like yeah. I, I i don't want to put it down but that episode yeah. about the white g-a-z-e if the y'all get a chance to see oh, that oh my goodness and i mean because it's real like you you feel the judgment and then yeah. it's, it's you, you don't you don't feel comfortable in these spaces right. until until you understand your value mm-hmm. your worth and then one of two things happen mm-hmm. you either have to have an understanding of yourself or you end up trying to make them make comfortable the, the energy mm-hmm. it takes to do that yep. yeah. the energy it takes to just dumb down your blackness right yeah. just yeah, just yeah. to make them comfortable right. in that space it know? ends up us having to have two languages they yeah. don't understand and that's why we're so versatile <laughs> yes. that's why we're so versatile and, and so many people just admire just the black community because of all the obstructions against us how we can still find a way to wiggle through and, and make something beautiful, make something happen. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just the strength of, of, of us as a community. And, and um, it is, it's very uncomfortable. And then, you know, you get the, you, you know, me, okay, you know, I've, I've cut back on working out, but I'm still fit, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I get the, you know, it's because you're black. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that and that's, that term is just always so old. Like, come on now. Like, I can stand, but if I'm standing next to another brother that's, you know, that's not 200 fit. pounds yeah. bigger than me, you know, then what? Oh, well, maybe if he just works out. And then, <laughs> no, man, like, it, it's always something that, you know, dismiss or just something great about you. And, and that's that that's what's getting old for my uh, white listeners. You got to cut that out, <laughs> man. That, because you're black, it, it's, it's old now. It's yeah. old. That's out. The, we're, we're, we're talking about racism and discrimination and issues that we've had we've been confronted with um, outside in our personal lives but also um, within the real estate industry that it is there we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to speak with abdul and harv and get their insight (laughs) on the industry And yeah, issues yeah, yeah. that they've well, I know, got I know. <laughs> you know, we got to keep it real. We got to keep it real. That's what this is about today. You're listening to 97.5 FM KDEE. I'm Agent Key, and we'll be right back.
Lady is a leader, and I'm talking about you. Empowering, empowering, educating, and encouraging sisters everywhere. This is Today's Black Woman with Jennifer Kent. As women, leadership comes naturally, and I've dubbed women who recognize this fact lady leaders. We're talking about cultivating key attributes as lady leaders, like this trait, knowing the needs of others. I know, I know, we aren't mind readers, but shh, don't tell our man or our kids that. But lady leaders have a unique ability to read people to the degree of being able to know what's necessary at that given time. We cultivate this skill through empathy, simply walking in the other person's shoes. Another easy way. Don't be self-centered. Lady leaders know what others need. We're online. Todaysblackwomanradio.com. This is Today's Black Woman. I'm Jennifer Kim. Selling slack. Selling, selling slack. Selling slack. Selling, selling slack. Selling slack. Selling, selling slack. Buying the block back. Hey, Sacramento, we are back. You're listening to 97.5 FM KDEE Selling Sacramento. I am Agent Key, and I have with me special guests today, my male panel of real estate professionals here in Sacramento. And before we we want to, um, we're talking about racism. We're talking about their experience as black males in the industry and just in general and their experience in particular with police. And it's important that you hear their perspective because we often hear people say, well, they should have just complied. But I want you to hear today the types of, the things that, are, that they're dealing with mentally on a daily basis when they're approached by a police officer. And it's up to us to dismantle the system that has brought about that thought process. And I think that's where we are today. I think we are in a, this has got to, not that just this has got to stop, but people are bringing in the legislative gauntlets mm. and the, the, 
they're ready to tear some stuff up Mm -hmm. in a big way. So before we went to the break, we heard from Mike talking about his experience in real estate. And we want to hear from Abdul and Harv as well. Being the only black face in the room sometimes. What does that feel like in the industry? Gosh, I think for me that um, it's a a challenge, you know. Sometimes it can be very intimidating, you know, when you walk in a room and you see that you're the only black face. And not just being the only black face, that sometimes they also see you're the young one, (laughs) the youngest in the room. So you're you're just not dealing with, you know, one problem, but you got two issues. Now, two barriers you have to break. So I think that um, one of my, my key things is, you know, I definitely try to, maintain my authenticity mm-hmm. and making sure that I'm not uh, you know assimilating myself you know right. trying to assimilate myself to fit you know someone else's culture mm-hmm. that I'm you know maintaining my culture because ultimately in real, you know, real estate it's about relationship right and the more they get to and the more you can build a relationship based on your personality you know they're gonna like you for you and they're gonna do business with you because they like who you are and you know the way you've presented yourself mm-hmm. but i think that um, there's still those stereotypes and there's still those barriers we have to break as mm-hmm. black males and you know just black black person in real estate in general mm-hmm. i can't just freely walk into a white neighborhood and try to market that neighborhood mm-hmm. and try to go door to door and knock and farm the neighborhood mm-hmm. it's not that easy mm-hmm. now i can build business in that neighborhood but the barriers that i'm going to have to break to penetrate that market mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot more harder it's going to be Huge. you know five times plus harder you're going to have to assimilate you're going to have to assimilate mm-hmm. to some extent so i think that those are the you know those are the challenges we still deal with today is right. you know how much do i need to assimilate to fit this culture to mm-hmm. be able to win this market share well me. i so, like your thought process that hey I don't have to assimilate yeah I'm gonna be myself mm-hmm. and you didn't say this but I'm gonna say it for you either you like me or you don't yeah you do business with me or, or you don't and I think that it's important to remember like you said yourself you know your gifts will make room for you mm-hmm. and I stand by that you know mm-hmm. I know my gifts my talent my personality mm-hmm. that's what's gonna make room for me I don't right. have to worry about oh where the next deal is gonna come because right. it's an overflow right you know? and right that's, that's important to remember that and so. and and in saying that too just to piggyback um when you are working in your gifts and your talents, yeah. mm-hmm. you are working at a higher level. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so when you're working at a higher level, you're bringing a value to the table that Absolutely. other people aren't bringing. I agree. Totally agree. And that's why, that's where color won't matter. It doesn't. Yeah. You're then looking at, oh, wait, this is what he's bringing to the table. table. Yep. I don't care if he's purple. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to work with him because this is what he's bringing to Absolutely. the table. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, for me, it's it's pretty much the same. You know, when 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 you walk into a room, I don't care who's in that room. I'm going to be me. Mm-hmm. And if I feel I'm authentic and I'm I, I know my craft and I, I um, uh, am an expert in my field mm-hmm. and I expect to be treated that way. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if, and but I do feel it sometimes that it, it's not been you know reciprocated or, right, or or respected and one thing that i notice is uh when you uh specifically the real estate i've been to some lock boxes to go show properties and i see the neighbors coming out yeah and oh, start to water their grass all of a sudden yeah. and you know that, that keeping kind an of eye thing. on you oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> or even up to the point of they'll come over and start volunteering information about mm. the last owner or stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. but it's always I, I always 
whether they mean it or not, I always get the feeling yeah. that you're over here to check me out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly, exactly. What would you guys say to the, what would you have to, what would you say right now to those people? If you know they're listening right now, what would you want them to know about you? <laughs> I, I just had this conversation with my wife the other day. I'm not here to explain to you what you need to do. Mm-hmm. I've educated myself. You need to go educate yourself. Mm-hmm. I. It's not my my burden to teach you what racism is. Mm-hmm. You need to. If you don't understand that by now, you need to go figure it out on your own. I got. I got other stuff to do. So yeah. you on your, your own. History. We had to learn your history in school. Yeah. You go ahead yeah. and look up ours. Going yeah. your own time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. one reason that I've kind of stayed away from social media the past few weeks is because, uh, although I appreciate the discussion. And I'm still having discussions with people. I don't want to get involved in emotionally trying to deal with what other people understand or don't understand. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm not here for that. I'm, we did uh, want to be able to take calls, but it's it's kind of getting too late to take calls because I also want to give you guys an opportunity to give your information. And um, so if you're calling... Um, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and can, I, and can I just say one more thing too, just yes. to spin off, you know, the plantation mindset? Because I mean, the, the this this has to shift in order for us to grow. Because the plantation mindset is also, uh, you know, what I see is the the common denominator of what people want to quick to point out the black on black crime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, the that's the plantation mindset, and, right. I, and I mean. W- w- all you gotta do is look at the numbers, though, and and then what 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 opportunities are being cut? You know what resources are being cut? I mean, right. when when you don't have, luckily, I had you know good people in my in my sphere of mm-hmm. friends and family mm-hmm. to where I was. I didn't wiggle. I didn't go into certain right. you know certain ways, and so um, it's just people gotta understand that, man. I mean, the right. plantation mindset. We have to, and it starts at home. Right. It starts at home, and and just spreading love as much as possible, just to shift that mindset. Right. Because I know I know there are people that are saying, you know, um, you talk about police on blacks, but what about black on black? And what I think people need to understand is that most black on black crime is it can be traced back to economic oppression Period. in our communities, Period. and and we've been set up to. And I'm not justifying it right, at all because right. there's okay. always a choice. Here's what it is. But just when you are trying to s- just survive and then you grow up in a certain way with a certain mentality mm-hmm. and then you're also dealing with trauma, mental trauma, mm-hmm. sometimes you feel like you don't have any options. And so I would rather not hear people compare the two. Mm-hmm. I would rather we deal with the two individually. They're both yes. important. They're yes. both equally. Yes. Uh, they both equally need to be dealt with. But they are two separate roads. Absolutely. It's like going down ninety nine and I five at the same time. <laughs> you can't do it. You can, two you, different things. You can care about multiple different topics, right? Right. <laughs> right. Right. You don't have to be, you know, single minded and purpose. One or the other. Right. 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 Just yeah. very similar to Black Lives. When people say. All lives matter. Well, yeah, they do. But right now we're talking about black because here's an issue. And I've heard people say something like that's like the house being on fire 
And how does yeah, it go? Yeah, Byron Wilson, it's like your house being on fire, and then your neighbor comes out and say, well, can you water my house, too, because my house matters, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, but your house yeah, is not the one that's right. on fire. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. So before we go, I'd like each of you to give your contact information, because I know that our listeners, these are some quality gentlemen in the real estate industry. If you are looking for a, and, and, and you can always trust that if I invite someone on this show, if I invite someone to our house, well, <laughs> that they are going to meet the standard of service that I expect and that you all expect of me and vice versa. And if we get out of line, you lovingly come to us and say, hey, you know, X, Y, Z didn't happen. We're we going to mold and shape and help each other, right? That's so right. these brothers have some of the basics of what it takes and the excellence the level of excellence that it takes to be in the real estate and i see i see i see them working i see how they treat people i see how people respond to them and if you all do business with us y'all know harf because he's the man when it comes to our buyers he's the one you're dealing with so starting with mike i want you to give your contact information if someone wants to uh, reach out to you to help them buy and sell real estate. How do they connect with you? You can connect with me on Facebook. It's my name, Mike Snell. Um, Spell it for us. M-I-K-E spaced S-N-E-L-L. Um, I'm also on Instagram at uh, Snell Sells Real Estate, all one word. Um, and now you're with Big Block I'm Realty. With Big, Block Re- Big Block Realty North. We're located on uh, Howe Avenue, uh, 550 Howe, uh, Suite 125. And do you have a phone number? Uh, area code 916 287-3633. One more time. 916-287-3633. Call me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's going to have his own radio show I next. Know, right? <laughs> I feel the momentum. <laughs> Abdul. Yeah, so you can, uh, I, you can connect with me on my Facebook page. That's uh, Abdul Latona. That's A-B-D-U-L, Latona, L-A-T-O-N-A. I'm also on Instagram as well. Uh, we also have a website that's www.ligrealtyinc.com. That's ligrealtyinc.com, as well as uh, I can be emailed at abdulatona at ligrealtyinc.com as well. Phone number is 916-398-0937. Again, that's 916-398-0937. Awesome sauce. Thank you. Harv. Hey, uh, mine is pretty simple. Uh, Harv Gilchrist, H-A-R-V-G-I-L-C-H-R-I-S-T. So email is harvgilchrist at gmail. Website is harvgilchrist.com. And uh, Facebook is harvgilchrist. <laughs> and uh, what's the Your other one? Instagram <laughs> is oh. harvg realtor. That's the only one that changes. But okay. uh, phone number is 916-233-6802. 916-233-6802. Okay. <laughs> One more thing, just want to, can I give a shout out? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So since we're talking about supporting black businesses, I got to give a shout out to my cousin, Donnell Hendricks and his wife, uh, Daphne Hendricks, uh, with uh, Southern Creations. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. At, that sounds like food. Southern Creations uh, and uh, all the meat smoked. And it's, I mean, it's the Southern style uh, comfort food. Okay. It's frozen prepackaged. They accept EBT, by the way. Uh, okay. And they okay. ship out of state. So okay. Wow. Okay. there's no reason why you shouldn't tap in. 
with Southern Creations on, on Facebook or Instagram. Are they here locally? Or they're, are they here, they're here out of Sacramento. Sacramento. Awesome. Oh, Sacramento, yeah. So Southern Creations. Family, Southern Creations. And then a uh, special shout out to also the uh, the equity support group and the, uh, the the thriving candidates industry that we're still behind in right now, uh, the, the United Core Alliance that I'm a part of, my brother Brandon Bolton. Um, and then uh, Malachi, uh, I'm in mm-hmm. uh, another good brother with the California Urban Partnership. Um, just, just I mean, we all we all clicking up, teaming up, just trying to push push the movement. That's it. Awesome, thank you, gentlemen, so well, much well, again. Why don't we give a shout out? Yeah, give a couple of myself. Absolutely. I definitely want to give a shout out to my team at LIG Realty. Uh, uh-huh. They're doing awesome there. Another group that I've uh, formed a strategic partnership with, at least LIG, we've partnered with is Black Wealth Matters with Mike Blair and their team. And uh, you know, I got to give a shout out to them because they're doing awesome work as well here in the community and your helpmate uh oh my wife yes zenobia <laughs> latona you That's, better oh give yeah, her a shout awesome. out oh, yeah, there you awesome. go she's part of that team <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome and harv um I w- i'd like to give a shout out to the anchor home ownership academy where uh we are, are taking on the initiative of training people in um in wealth management and uh, home ownership and um, credit, credit counseling and mm-hmm. restoration and uh, uh, that's uh, just I'm out of time since these cats took up all the time. So, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it next time, but thank you. Thank you all again, and I will have their contact information on our Facebook page, Selling Sacramento, on the radio, and you've been listening to 97.5 FM KDEE. I am Agent Key, and if you are doing what you were created to do, I will see you at the top. All right. If you manage or own a black business, if you're